This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. We are going through interesting and unique traditions around the world celebrated around Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, the Day of the Dead, however you want to refer to this time of year. But you've ever heard of hiding things in the barmbrack? Okay, so this is from Ireland. Barmbrack is a tasty Irish bread. I wouldn't know, but I'm willing to give it a try. Filled with fruit and often filled with or served with a cup of tea. And in the 18th century, barmbracks were baked, ready for Halloween, each containing a ring, a pea, a stick, a coin, and a rag. Sounds pretty gross. But anyway, there's a reason to this. If you were served a slice containing a ring, you were bound to get married soon. And the pea, which means the opposite, the weddings are not in your cards. If you Mm. got a stick, it was foretold that you were going to have a troubled marriage. And the rag predicted a life of poverty for the recipient. I mean, tons of superstition here. The coin meant that you were going to become rich. Um, Barmbracks are still traditional around Halloween in Ireland, but they're no longer filled with all of this stuff. Sometimes a coin will be baked into the loaf, and this is just for the fun of kids trying to find it and uh, who gets it first. Um, I'm thinking I'll have a bite without any of the above, especially because I do find this superstition a little scary. Well, if you bite the uh, coin nowadays, it might damage your teeth. Ooh, good point. Damage Maybe we mess can... up your oral health there. Maybe. We're going to have to find out more about it, though. Let's bring on the wellness chat we have planned for you with Francis Wong. Hello, I'm Frances Wong, and I invite you to join me as we explore topics of health and wellness so that you can make the best choices for you to live an informed and radiant life. Frances, very obvious reason I think you're bringing up this topic for (laughs) health and wellness today. (laughs) I mean, we're not going to ask why you picked it, because really it's that time of year when pumpkins and witches can be found decorating homes and children are going to be out trick-or-treating for Halloween candy. And of course, what comes to mind, if we're actually willing to think about it, is the cavities. It also starts Mm -hmm. with C. Not candy, Candy, though. corn, rockets, candy, everything. Candy, rocket, yeah. So we're talking about oral health today. That's right. Um, yes, every time Halloween rolls around, I'm thinking it's the right time to talk about our mouth and our <laughs> teeth as oral care is an important part of our overall health. Last year, we talked about when it's time to change our toothbrush and other fun facts. And this year, we're going to take a, a broader approach and look at oral health from a global perspective. So I'm going to kick things off by asking you how much of the world's population do you think is affected or suffer from oral diseases? And let's use the World Health Organization's definition of oral disease uh, so that we're talking about the same thing. So oral diseases include a range of conditions, including cavities or more formally known as dental caries gum disease, tooth loss, oral cancer, oriental trauma, and birth defects like a cleft palate, a lip or palate. So do you guys have a guess? Like everybody? Mm. I don't know, like 95%? Uh, I was going to say about <laughs> 70, 70%. Mm. Especially if you're talking uh, cavities. Yeah. So 
Not quite, but so on our, our talk about hearing loss, I mentioned that globally 2.2 billion people have some form or of mm. near or distance vision impairment and that over 5% of the world's population or 430 million people have some disabling hearing loss. While those numbers are high, it doesn't compare at all to oral disease, which affects nearly half of the world's population, or 3.5 billion people. And in this figure, three out of every four affected person lives in a low or middle income country. That's what I was thinking too, my goodness. Well, Francis, for us, what are some of the ways that we can prevent cavities and gum disease, other than, of course, making sure we are brushing our teeth regularly, which I'm sure for some parts of the world just can't, isn't possible? Well, here are a couple of astounding facts from the World Health Organization. We know that having holes in our teeth aren't a good thing, and untreated cavities is the most common condition affecting an estimated 2.5 billion people globally. Severe gum disease can lead to tooth loss, which is not only unsightly, but we need our teeth to be able to chew and digest our food. And about 380,000 new cases of oral cancers are diagnosed every year. The good news is that most oral health conditions are preventable and can be treated if caught early enough. Now, dental care is totally a totally separate issue because it's expensive and it's usually not right. included in our health care plan unless you have extended mm -hmm. benefits. But if I told you, what if I told you that you are the captain of your ship and you can have a big impact on how your oral health care is even before you see a dentist? I'm not saying it's necessarily easy, but you can definitely help with maintaining the best oral health you can by watching your diet. I think that I talk about either the importance of sleep or diet in every segment because of how important these things are to our health. And here we are again. In this case, you want to minimize your chances of getting cavities. Uh, you want to stick with a low sugar or no sugar diet. And the reason is twofold. One, sugar can cause tooth decay. When we eat our food, the bacteria in our mouth go into a feeding frenzy as well and start to eat the leftover food that's stuck on our teeth. They love the sugars. And when the bacteria breaks down the sugar, they leave behind a sticky acidic film, which we know as dental plaque. And if we don't remove the plaque by regularly brushing, it can harden into tartar, which we cannot remove by brushing or flossing. We need to go to the dentist at that point to have it removed and we if we don't remove it then we that can lead to cavities or even worse down the line tooth loss the other reason that there is a causal link between consuming high amounts of sugar and non-communicable diseases like diabetes and obesity so by watching our diet we can kill two birds with one stone mm -hmm. So you talked about the no sugar, low sugar, and, and obvious reasons why sugar is not great for our oral health. But are there foods other than sugar that we should be minimizing or avoiding uh, to prevent these cavities? Yes. So it's unavoidable to get plaque buildup due to eating, but acidic foods are the worst. Sometimes um, something that people don't often think about is what we can drink can have a big impact on our health as well. We have probably heard that too much soda or juice isn't good for us as they're often high in sugar. And I'm not talking about green juice drinks here. But did you know that even carbonated water like San Pellegrino is not great for our teeth? Yeah. Carbon dioxide. Oh, yeah. Carbon Dioxide in the water creates the fizz in carbonated drinks, and a chemical reaction in your mouth turns that into carbonic acid, which gives the drink the fizz, but also makes the drink more acidic. When people are sipping carbonated water and swirling it around in their mouth, it's like giving your teeth an acid bath. 
And as we know, acid wears away at our teeth. So I mentioned sugar already, but you'll also want to avoid um, or at least minimize certain dairy products, grains, alcohols, and some meats as those foods are especially acidic or more so than greens. So instead, focus on vegetables and fruits, beans and lentils. There are exceptions to the rules, but for the most part, you'll be on track. Okay. So then is it helpful to brush your teeth right after you eat? The logical response would be yes, right, Kelly? Yeah. That's the idea is that you, yeah, the idea is that you want to remove the food from your teeth before the plaque forms. And with right. certain foods like pastas and breads, you can brush away to stop acid attacks before they begin. So dentists generally recommend brushing your teeth at least twice a day for two minutes each time, one in the morning after breakfast, so that you're starting your day with a clean mouth. And the other is right before bed so that you can go to bed as plaque free as possible. Some people like to brush their teeth after every meal or snack, but did you know that there is actually a time that you don't want to do this? And that is if you've eaten or drank something acidic. The point of brushing is to prevent acid attacks on your teeth, but if you've just consumed something acidic, then it's already too late and it's recommended that you wait before brushing. So our teeth has this outer protective hard layer called the enamel. And what happens is acidic foods and drink leave the enamel on your teeth soft and vulnerable. And then if you brush right away, you may end up brushing off your enamel. By waiting and you want to give it at least 30 minutes, the enamel has a chance to reharden so that if you brush after that, you're not taking off a layer of your tooth. And how do we know if our enamel is worn down? Are there ways that we can tell? Yeah, so um, I've mentioned many times before that our body is constantly giving us feedback if we're just paying attention. So in this case, some signs of enamel erosion can include sensitivity to cold or hot foods. And I'm not saying that this is always the reason, but if you do tend to have sensitive teeth, this could be one possible cause. And another way to tell is if your teeth become darker or more yellow. And I realize that some of the listeners may not be able to see this for themselves, but you can ask a close family friend or uh, when you go to your dentist next time, get them to check for you. So enamel is that white shiny layer on our teeth. So if your enamel is a worn away, it will expose the dentin, which is the bulky main structure of the tooth. Okay. So Francis, I'm aware that there are about 380,000 new cases of oral cancer diagnosed each year. Are there ways to kind of minimize the chances of getting this oral cancer? Yes. So of those 380,000 cases worldwide, 50,000 of those will be American. And oral cancer can cover cancer of the lips, tongue, gum, cheek, floor of the mouth, and the hard and soft palate. While most people think of lung cancer, when the discussion of smoking comes up, the biggest risk factor in oral cancer is tobacco use, whether it's smoking it or chewing it. So if that is something that you are doing, reducing your risk of lung or oral cancers are a pretty good reasons to quit it. Mm. And how is oral health related to our overall health? Because there are some potentially surprising ways that oral health can, uh, you know, can settle into other parts of our body, other organs, and other developments. 
Mm -hmm. So without proper brushing and flossing, bacteria in our mouth can multiply out of control and lead to oral infections such as tooth decay and gum disease. And if you have health conditions that require you to take medication, some medication can reduce your saliva flow. Saliva is so important because it helps wash away any food in your mouth and neutralizes the acids that the bacteria produce. With less saliva, again, the bacteria can multiply out of control. Dr. Watanabe's study at the University of Illinois showed that exposure to periodontal bacteria can initiate the formation of senile plaques that are found in Alzheimer's patients. And she has also linked exposure to periodontal bacteria and the development of prediabetes in mice. So we don't have time to go over all the diseases linked to oral health, but these are all reasons to take care of our teeth and gums. And now you know the best thing to do for your teeth is brushing them after snacking on those sugary Halloween treats tonight. Mm. Yes, Ooh. exactly. You said earlier that it was the right time of year, and I was thinking, yeah, but if you're not feeling like talking about oral health, it's really the wrong time of year. But obviously, Francis, it's, <laughs> you know, and, and it's not just Halloween, but going into the winter, I think there's just so much of the, the carbs and more or less, you know, eating, I don't know, yeah, it just feels like you're eating more through the winter. The constant food mm -hmm. surrounding us. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. And drinks and drinks. I, I mean, I don't yep. think a lot of us realize that acid and yep. what it does. Craving of sugar, it, too. Yeah. And carbs. All right, Francis, thank you. Thank you. We will keep it all in mind, talking oral health and cavities with Francis Wong no, on our wellness won't. segment. We will. You know what you're going to do. Put cotton in your ear and continue eating all that <laughs> discounted a, candy you're getting tomorrow. Take a break while we're having the Halloween candy, and then we'll come back right to thinking about it, obviously. <laughs> um, and, yeah, she'll be back uh, in two weeks. And opposite her, we have nutrition with Julia Carancha. So somebody will remind us to think about this again. After the break, we're talking to uh, Jacob Bashan about his comedy show, Free Candy, and it's taking place tonight at the Comedy Bar in Toronto. Sounds like a super fun show. We're going to learn all about it on Kelly and Ramia. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.